Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pure Hope Show, where tonight you are going to have an opportunity to meet and greet a couple who absolutely sold their house and almost all of their possessions. Selling off stuff, as you well know, is not very easy. It just isn't because what happens is that we humans really like stuff and we accumulate a lot of it, a lot of it. But reality is, is that stuff, as you well know, can hold you back from going forward, like traveling or finding your next spot or perhaps even just creating the new story of your own beautiful life. So this show tonight is called Embracing Abundance in the Sea of Uncertainty. Embracing Abundance in the Sea of Uncertainty. We hope to motivate you. We hope that those who are listening will begin to perhaps just a small bit declutter or sell off your belongings and leave your dead-end jobs or relationships perhaps and just Go for it. Just go where your dreams are, your wants are, and your wishes. And if you have any questions during this dynamic show tonight, I want you to please feel free to phone us. And this is the number. I will repeat it again during the program. The number is 213-559-2974. I'm going to repeat that again. 213-559-2974. Two nine seven four. Just press the number one, and we'll get you on our program tonight to ask our speakers any questions, or perhaps you have a comment or two of which you'd like to speak. They are already schooled in manifesting, and bits and pieces have been that doing that for many years. Jill and Paul Westerholm has decided to be bold and journey into the unknown through conscious and deliberate choices to co-create a new life in the frequency of what they call oneness. Uh, They also call just the divine flow of going with the flow. We've all heard that statement. Since December 17th of 2018, which, by the way, would be six months, they've been swimming in the sea of, I don't know. What are you doing this for? I don't know. Where are you going to go? I don't know. So after two years of planning, this strong couple together, they left their jobs, sold or gave away most of their belongings, and sold their Fargo home in Minnesota. And so they traveled, have traveled already for over 16,000 miles in and through 14 states. They camped in a tent, stayed with family and friends, as well as stayed in various cabins, resorts, hotels, and motels. They've been to nine national parks and monuments throughout these six months. They report that they are no longer attached to time or routine as they immerse themselves in what they call non-duality frequency 
and right in front of them, they're living proof of painting the blank canvas of their life. And in this rapid evolutionary development experience, they intend to continue assisting others because they're both healers. In their healing work, they um, believe that they are becoming closer and closer to what they call their natural authentic frequency of oneness, which means they have ultimately becoming very aware that they are overcoming fear, doubt, worry, and certainly certainty lack. So Jill is a clairsentient and is a Reiki practitioner. She uh, has done this for many years. She clears negative energy from the etheric field. Uh, that improves chakra functioning. She currently offers long-distance clearings as well as does spiritual readings. And it's worked with me personally for a very long time. Paul Westerholm, her wonderful uh, second half, has been a Reiki master for over 19 years and offers as well long-distance healing sessions. They are writing about this grand and great adventure, and they are calling it the Magic Carpet Ride, which is very appropriate. And they are preparing to speak about this experience in the beautiful place that we all know called Sedona on June 26th, which is uh, very, very um, close, and several dates in July. So please help me welcome them to the Pure Hope Show right this moment. Jill and Paul, how are you? Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Wow. Well, it's good to hear your voices. It's good. And you're coming in pretty good, pretty good. Um, our, our director had said, are they outside and in Sedona, in beautiful Sedona? Are you outside right now? We are. And it's, it's breezy, so we're hoping that we can stay outside. But, yes, we're outside on a little patio uh, in beautiful Sedona right now. Well, that's good. See any spaceships flying around your head at this time? Sedona's kind of well known for that. <laughs> we have not seen any yet. We saw we thought we saw one the other night, but it was actually Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> Many people look at Jupiter and think that that's a flying saucer or a UFO. So, well, tell me, um, you two travelers in the unknown and the sea of unknown, how did this all come about that made the two of you decide to just sell your house and all your belongings and head for the hills? How, how was that? Was that an, um, kind of delivered to you as an order from your guides or did you like, how did that just come about? Well, I would say, well, first of all, I want to say it's an honor to be on your podcast, Hope, as a student of yours for 19 years. Um, I'm just very honored, and I, 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 we wouldn't even be where we're at if it wouldn't have been uh, having a mentor such as yourself. Um, and I would say that it came about um, just as a deep desire for change, uh, for adventure. We had only had a couple of vacations together alone in our 28 years together um, we raised our children um, both my parents passed away um, I was unexpectedly and young 69 and 74 um, so that was very impactful for me uh, in the sense of why wait um, and it just came about in a deep desire for change um, of, of wanting to head toward a more authentic life um, and we lived in what we would consider somewhat closed, rigid belief community and, and wanted to explore 
uh, a higher vibrational frequency place to live as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, How would your kids feel about that when you told them, well, kids, guess what? We're going to sell the home of which you were raised in, lived in, and we're going to sell a lot of the belongings and head for the hills. So what? how did the kids respond to that? Um, the, the kids were pretty open to it. Uh, they're both in their early 20s now, and this process started about two years ago. So um, our son was off to college, so it was, you know, he was out of the house, and our daughter was living in the uh, Minneapolis area, so she was out of the house. So it didn't impact them directly that much, but they were very supportive and very fired up and basically sounded like something we would do. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think was the hardest part of making this decision to go? What was the hardest part of selling your home? And just what was the hardest part about this decision? You know, it was an interesting question when we discussed it because there really was no hard part. Um, That's what was our strongest indication. We were destined to do this. Uh, There really was no debate. Uh, The hardest part was really the waiting um, as we prepared to sell our home and as we, um, you know, you can't get rid of everything you've, you've gathered up in 16 years and uh, overnight. We had been in that home 16 years, so it was the process of eliminating and throwing and selling at, at a, you know, methodical, um, uh, purposeful pace. We donated a lot, um, but there was no there was no time that we second guessed or debated it or that it was ever hard. It was just at times we would get impatient um, as our, as our ideas changed and evolved and the timing of it, we were just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I mean, we were really, <laughs> we were ready uh-huh. to get go. Huh. What's been the hardest part of the journey since you've taken off? Well, I in the beginning, the car that we had uh, purchased uh, six months before we headed out and visualized exactly what we wanted and it manifested it. Um, it was a four by four, so if we decided to get a trailer or a camper, we could. And um, as we got out to California, 11 days into the journey, it broke down completely. <laughs> Um, and we had to upgrade to a newer, much smaller car and make adjustments because of that on a higher car payment and a $9,000 hit. So we uh, uh-huh. had a couple, couple, couple rough days, but really just threw, you know, flew right past it as, no, we're not going to quit. And, um, you know, this is just going to be part of it. Unfortunately, that's the only big, you know, hit we've taken, um, and I would say um, the unknown, certainly when you're in a complete uncertainty of where you're going to settle, what you're going to do when you get there, um, at times that can be the hard part. I think it is more now uh, than it was in the beginning or the middle because now we're getting toward where we need to work again. Um, um, but it's, that certainly can be a difficult part. Um mm-hmm. And, and then I would also say compromise because it is the two of us. We're a couple, um, and we had to go back to a memorial uh, all the way back to the Midwest when we were out west. And um, the extreme weather has prevented us from camping because I'm a bit of a Goldilocks with that. Uh, I 
you know, there was heavy, heavy rain and snow. Um, eight years of drought ended in, in a few months in California. Um, and so that prevented us from camping as much as we had, that I, as I would like, but Paul certainly would have been fine with the, uh, with the extreme weather, but, um, and the guides, uh, and spiritual guidance has, have seemed to take a bit of a step back. Um, and for somebody who's always relied on that my whole life, it can be daunting, um, and, and hard at times when you're like, why am I getting this radio silence? Um, uh-huh. for me, I've come to find a peace to know that all that needs to be known to me is already known to me. Um, and so when I listen and I get silent, I, I'm, I'm getting better. I don't like it, <laughs> but I'm learning to trust that and find the peace in that, you know, perhaps they're watching us. We're at the leading edge or but um, I, I, honestly, it has been hard at times. But you just have to, you just have to, you know, accept it and be still with it and allow that it might not be forever, or you might get some light bulb of information flowing in at any time. So, but um, yeah, I can only so, imagine that as a couple. I mean, you must have have you had any tiffs uh, times when you would. Um, get mad at each other. I mean, sometimes when you're living in a home and you're all rooted and, and still, but I can't imagine traveling in the sea of uncertainty and unknowing. And uh, so how has that been as a husband and wife team going into this? Um, well, you know, for the most part, it's actually been fairly smooth sailing. Now, when we've had the rough parts, um you know, you just some. You know, she'll sometimes she'll look at me like I'm the dumbest human being alive, and other times <laughs> I'm kind of doing the same thing to her. <laughs> uh-huh. But you know, for the for the most part, you sort of breathe through it. And one of the things that I began to do more, I guess I was aware of it beforehand, but I never really I wasn't engaging in it, is when that wiggy energy comes around, I just wrap myself in as much gratitude as I can. I like, okay, I'm going to stop this right now. And I'm going to think of as many things as I'm thank you know, thankful for that I have or, or in my life or whatever. And that kind of redirects the energy plus helps me be in more gratitude, which is a positive in my opinion. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, a, it's just a honoring that, that you're different. You know, he he would love to be a mountain man and be out there at, in ten below, <laughs> and it's below forty, and I'm, you know, freezing. So you have uh-huh. to bend. You can't be rigid, and you know, because you are different. You're different human beings, and he's been very understanding of that, and therefore it's looked a little different than what he thought, and then other parts have looked a little different than what I thought, and that that's all part of the sacred journey as a couple it's obviously beautiful to be going through it together um because you have somebody to share with and talk about it with and lean on and so it's far more good than bad but you do you do have to honor and recognize that when there's compromises continually being made to to see how you can you know have more give than take where you can Mm -hmm. yeah 
Because I can always go down the basement in my house if I'm mad at my husband upstairs. I can always go outside and down the basement or in my bedroom, close the door. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I friends mentioned that, that. Wow, how have you spent six months together? Basically, not even barely separated, other than maybe a run to to the store. And um, that's always been the case, even before we left. We were pretty close and don't really have a lot of um, huge arguments. Um, so we're, we're, we're very fortunate that way. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I was kind of kidding when I asked you at the very beginning, but I wasn't kind of kidding. Like, so I know that you probably have had many experiences during this time together. Do you feel or have you had any encounters with star beings or UFOs or, or animal guides that have come up because you're on the spiritual kind of quest and journey. Have you had any experiences like that? You know, um, we haven't. And the funny thing is we have together as a couple. We've had many of them in the past with animals, with feathers. Um, you know, we, we have had the circling hawks, which we've had before, where we look up and we're like, oh, goodness, there's 9, 10, 11 um, hawks were always present of animal medicine, and um, but because we've had interactions with spirits in the physical and together, um, and very mystical experiences, we were expecting a lot more of that. I would say, um, but mm-hmm. again, that comes to trust and acceptance of that's just part of the journey that we're kind of going. We'll step back and. And um, not overthink this, but just, you know, kind of ponder why that might be. And, and we don't know yet. Um, we are right. still in this experience. It hasn't ended yet. We don't know where we're living yet, um, which is another one of the hard parts. We thought, oh, maybe six months in, we would probably for sure know all the places we've traveled. But that is part of the fun. That is also, you know, the hard part and it's also part of the adventure Um but we look for and we're open to spirit all the time. Um, we're very present. Uh, we're very non-connected to the 3D construct of time and routine, which uh, really expands your consciousness because you're, nothing is done. By, when we go visit a park or a place, we're not, we're not rushed by time. We're there as long as we intuitively want to be there. And that just brings a, a a deep peace because we just are sort of traveling along at the pace we want to, not dictated by time. Um, now that we're beginning to work again, we have to bump into 3D a little bit with our work. And But I would still say we often do not know what day it is. We do not know what time it is. Um, it has become a joke with the two of us because we'll, we'll say, no, it's not Tuesday. It's Monday. No, it's Monday. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, I bet. Yeah, we don't know, um, and so that is this. You know, Jesus said, "I am in this world, but I'm not of it," and we are often in that in-between space uh, where we feel, you know, we have divested from 3D, and um, in that place, we thought we would be seeing more beyond the veil and things that we had seen before, but rather than be upset about it we're just sort of huh (laughs) so far Mm -hmm. we accept and allow it at any time 
Well, do you feel like you're being downloaded? I mean, you're kind of traveling some ley lines when you go to those sacred sites and sacred national parks and um, things like that. And I think we tend to always think that ley lines are in Israel or uh, Peru and so on and so forth. But some of the traveling that you've been doing, you're kind of on ley lines. And so I was wondering if you feel like you've been downloaded or being downloaded with anything as you're walking this path. Well, it's a lot of uh, periods of integrating the energy where you're really, really tired. You're at a higher frequency. You're in nature more than, you know, what we, what was normal for us before. And um, you're just naturally buzzing from this, other, higher higher vibe, higher frequency. And then you come back, or we do, into town where to get supplies and um, we have periods of deep rest where we need to just rest, rest, rest. <laughs> um, uh-huh. in, the, in those periods, we're just integrating the energies, integrate, integrating the higher frequencies. And at times, it, it is as if we're getting information that humanity is you know there's like a bifurcation that's occurring where the fear is ramping up and we can get caught in that because of the unknown where are we going what are we doing when we get there and so we'll Uh see those energies we'll feel those energies but then we also are very much up in the higher higher vibrational frequencies which is the love frequency uh, where humanity is also turning off to and um, the importance of choosing between those two because of a split that's occurring. Um, and we're very much in the love and the higher, higher vibrational fields. So from the information that we have received or that we're feeling or that we're experiencing, because it's much more what we're experiencing than, a, than our guides showing up to tell us. It's very much, okay, we're going to stand back and, we want you to go forth and really experience this total blank canvas of co-creation. And then you can go teach people more than them telling us. And then we're a mediator and we go tell you, they're just sort of stepping back and going, okay, go out and do this, experience it. And we'll step back. And um, so in that sense, it's not a traditional download. It's just more us, being at the forefront and the leading edge to experience the two sides. If that makes does that make sense? Mhm, mhm. Yeah. The only reason why I kind of ask that question is because I I I know that you're both spiritual teachers and healers, and you do distant healings and and um and so I was just kind of wondering during this travel as you are doing this, what do you think that you have to offer? when you're out in the woods and in the, again, valleys and the brooks and the mountains, is that, I do you feel like you might be getting additional energy from Gaia Mother Earth or the trees to kind of help others at this time upon the planet? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say that. It's my experience anyways, I, um, has been more of, it hasn't really been like on a conscious level so to speak, um, maybe more of on like an intuitive level. 
uh, I, I've been told that I've been receiving downloads, and that does resonate with me. But like I said, I don't have any conscious awareness of it. But the energy when we're out in nature, um, it's I. It doesn't seem to be a directed purpose in the sense, at least from my perspective, but just sort of a state of being, being present. And then mm-hmm. um, also us allowing it, if you will, to interact with us and us to interact with, with it, so to speak. You know, just the energy is the it I'm referring to, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I know I know that when we've been at some uh, places where there have been vortexes and stuff, we both kind of, you know, really felt the energy afterwards, you know, kind of dizzy and whatnot and I know, uh, you know, this might not seem like a big thing to most people that are listening, but my wife in almost 29 years, you can count on one hand the number of times she's ever napped. She just doesn't and can't. And we were at a vortex for a while meditating. And when we came back, she, (laughs) she lay down and slept for about two, three hours. And it was like, okay, that's, that's, you know, that was a sign to me anyway, that something was going on. Um, you know, other people might think, "What? What's the big deal?" But it just was so out of the ordinary for for her. Um, but it's been a lot of those sorts of things, like, and by by intuition, I mean more of like, you know, um, I can't think of a specific example, but more through like thoughts rather than, "Hey, here's the burning bush," or "Here's you know some more." Um, physical 3d sort of thing going on it's been more kind of uh allowing the intuition that we have to uh, uh be received and play out i guess because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had uh, well the both of you know we had a star uh, gathering here at the hope interface center in mankato minnesota and one of the women were talking about fairies and sprites and divas and she kind of chuckled as she was, cause she's very much instrumental working with the fairies. And she said, you know, whenever you're out having a picnic on the ground with fairies, they're watching you. And she kind of chuckled and she says, even if you're out there uh, kissing and making love on the grass, oh, guess who's watching you, the fairies. And, so, it's, so lots of times I tell people, and we all started laughing obviously. And, and so um, she says, you know, by, you're affected by nature and your vibrational frequency raises when you're in nature um, a lot. So my guess is, is that you are in many ways being downloaded or your DNA is kind of changing and being becoming kind of resurrected with being in this flow of energy with, with Gaia Mama Earth at this time, especially. Yeah, I, I definitely think that as an experiencer that we're feeling, there's just a peace, there's a much more of a higher vibration and no attraction to drama. We don't watch the news, we don't listen to the news, we do not go know what's yeah. going on in the world. Um, and we do interact, not with fairies, but we really have always had a connection with animals. Um, Paul's had deer come right up to him and look at him, and I have, and and uh, eagles and hawks and birds and um, birds that will come right up to me and be talking, and so there is this this uh, synergy, this connection that we feel that 
and we are just very present because we've taken the time or this gap year, if you want to call it that, or sabbatical, um, to just reset, to just be, and that's a sacred gift. And one of the things we will begin teaching people is just to try to do that however much time they can each day um, to just be present because it is so important right now that you're not caught up in the drama of your job or your boss or your, your spouse or your kids or, uh, and the tendency is to repeat, repeat, repeat. You talk to your friend about it and then you call, you know, someone else and you say, Oh, you wouldn't believe this happened. And um, it, it, it really is no, no purpose in helping you when you do that. And it's very, easy to get caught up in that and the day-to-day routine and stress of life but if you can as much time as you can a day to just sit and be present anywhere outside in nature and not be thinking back or forward just be present uh, there really is an expansiveness that occurs then that we now now is ingrained in us even as we come become to work more and we're beginning the talks in Sedona, um, I can tell something's changed in us that that's how we are now. We, we are very, very present. We're hyper-present. Mm-hmm. Now, is it tomorrow you're going to start those presentations? June 26th? Is tomorrow June 26th? Um, I'm starting some experiences to, tomorrow that are actually through Airbnb, um, some clearing and meditation um, at the uh, Peace Park that is here. And then our talks together uh, begin July 3rd, July 3rd, 10th, and 17th at the Sedona Creative Center. Oh, well, that's great. That's great. And are you going to be taping those at all? I know that some people have asked me because I have clients that, a couples, a couple, maybe three or four couples that, have either thought about doing what you are doing and actually couples that have been doing. So they were asking me if you're going to be taping these or um, for people to watch across the nation or uh, people who are interested in that information. Um, Are you going to be having that available on your website or anything? I think that we will eventually be able to do that pretty easily nowadays. Yeah, with Facebook Live or something. I I don't know that these first ones will. We are mm-hmm. just getting our feet wet. Speaking is very new to us, um, and you know that has come to us through spirit to talk. And at first we were, what? <laughs> we we really uh, did not see ourselves doing that, um, but. Uh, we've come to be excited about it, and we, we've we stepped into it. Uh, we, we are putting our staff in the water, as I say, uh, because nothing would have occurred if Moses wouldn't have actually listened to spirit and put the staff in the water. But um, we will, once we get our feet wet a little bit and uh, see how it goes, and we most definitely will want the more people, the better to see it or hear it, and um, we'll share it in some capacity, either through a Facebook stream on our um, website or on our Facebook page um, mm-hmm. and and or a YouTube channel, which we're starting to get set up, too, with some videos of our travels and all this technology that we're getting set up and put up. And mm-hmm. I think, does that sound right, hon? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, the wonderful thing, Paul and Jill, is this, is that we have known and also have talked to people who sell their things and they get a backpack and put a couple jeans in, a couple pairs of shirts and so on and so forth. And they get in the car and they drive across the nation and um, we think, wow, ooh, that's really something. But when it's a couple, I think it, I think that speaks a lot for the two of you. And I think I really believe that's rare that a couple, um, sells their home and quits their jobs and sell all their stuff that has created such a density or a block in our life and just get in the car. So that is of such great worth to people. And I know that you follow spirit directly. So there's a part of me that thinks that as you continue to go this route and follow spirit to do this, that this could even turn into a, show that is on television um, uh, for people to watch as you truck across the country, at least for a while. And, um, and how do you trust uh, to do all of that? I think that what you're doing is so brave and courageous and uh, amazing. I think it's just amazing, amazing. So congratulations for the for the two of you who are doing that. So well, I also wanted to ask thanks. go ahead, Paul. No, I was just I was just thanking you for, for the compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. I think it's really spectacular, even for young kids or even older people who are because we do, we get attached to so much to our furniture, we get a we get attached to our house and and um, those attachments is can block us from doing the ultimate adventures of our lifetime like that. So um, when my husband heard about it, he thought, "Wow, well, sounds good to me. You know, I'm probably more attached than to my objects than he is. So um, well, tell us how you do distant healing for people. I know that you both do distant healings and you don't both do clearings and things like that can you kind of take us through a scenario if let's say Janelle would call you up and say you know my dog is sick and I need some help so as a couple how how do you go about because I think many people don't believe in distant healing and so how do you go about doing that what does that look like um, well, you know, I mean, from a functional standpoint, you know, the, the person, you know, they, they put forth the request to let us know who they are and, um, you know, what the issue is or if there's multiple issues, um, you know, and then, uh, for the most part, you re, you know, you respond back, let them know that, you know, you've got the request that you're, um, you know, and this is when you can expect it to be done. Typically, when I when I do it, unless there's a request, if something's time sensitive or whatever, um, if it's not time sensitive, then what I typically do is um, I put forth the intent for them to receive it while they're sleeping that evening. Just because if they receive it when uh, there can be complications if they receive it during the day, it might not be an opportune time because you, know, you can get drowsy and. Um, other things along the line, you know, if you have to drive all day, that might not be a good thing, sort of a deal. Um, so just to simplify things, I tend to do them, uh, put the intention so they receive it at while they sleep. 
but they certainly can request something during the day and um uh you know they would do that in you know in the in their request and then um you know for the most part then uh they would pick a time and then um it's when i do the work it's i i the, the analogy i use is like sending an email if somebody wants to either it's so they're either okay with receiving it um at night or a later time in the day i can do the work at say 9 a.m in the morning and then you know just like when a person receives an email they can open it whenever they want kind of a thing mm-hmm. um, and um it's you know, the different things, like when I do it, um, in a nutshell, basically I'll do like a brief clearing um, of myself and the space around me and around the person and then a prayer of intent, and then I'll do the work. Um, and I'm sure as you, uh, I know that you know, and maybe many others, you know, basically I'm a conduit and my job is to facilitate it and just get the heck out of the way. Um and then when I wrap it up, I'll do like a prayer of gratitude. And it usually um, usually takes about 20 minutes. I can do a more intensive one, and those are about 45 minutes. Um, and then... And as far as distance healing working, um, I didn't mean to you. Um, you know, I've seen it do remarkable things. People, a friend had a rash all over her body from some reaction, and the doctor told her that be about four to six weeks and she said she was miserable and called me up and said I'm scratching at it four to six weeks she goes I can't even imagine I can't even make it through the day and then she was put on a steroid medication which is um, awful it raises your heart rate it makes you very uh, difficult to sleep so Paul did long distance Reiki for her and it was 50% gone the next day and the day after that it was completely gone so it's we don't need to understand how it works, but distance healing absolutely works. So people can go to Reiki.org, and there's just story after story of people with cancer, and all you know. Paul has treated anxiety, and insomnia, and um, um, a melon-sized mass in a horse who was going to be put down, and the mass went away, and the horse was able to breed and, and gave birth to a colt. Um, it's one of my favorite stories, but it's just um, it, it it travels the same way as if you're in person um, is the best way to explain it. Hmm. hmm. Well, um, is there certain power days like out in nature? I was wondering because you're connected now so much with nature that is there certain power days of the month? There's certain locations that sometimes is better um like sometimes they'll say that they harness the energy of the sun so when the sun starts rising some distant healers will use um that kind of harness that energy or when the moon is coming up do you do anything like that um i i personally don't those are good ideas um but for me, uh, most most any day or any time, and when I do it, I, it, it just sort of depends upon kind of what I have with other things that are going on. Because sometimes I'll, you know, I'll try to do it in the morning, 
and I'll do a few, you know, together. They're all done separately, but I might do one after another for, you know, a bit. And then, um, but if the day is kind of messed up, then it might be the afternoon or something like that. But for the most part, it, um, one of the big things that a person, um, that's involved in it is it's a free will in the sense that you need to have the person's consent. Um, if they don't want it, it's, they're not going to receive it. Um, so you can ask for somebody else who may not be present, but if they don't want it, it probably likely isn't going to work. Um, you know, in some instances, I, I haven't been able to get consent, so I offer it up kind of on a spiritual level, and they can accept or reject it at that level. Um, and then, you know, and the person doesn't really even need to believe, uh, quote unquote, that you know that it's it, believe in it. They just need to be open to it. You know, basically be neutral. Um, and um, I've worked on. I had, I had a buddy of mine didn't believe in it at all. And it was just a small thing. It was, it, um, he had something that was really bugging his eye and it was going on for several minutes. And he was just, you know, and I said, well, I can do Reiki for you. And he, you know, and he had heard of it and, but you know, he dismissed it. And then after a while it kept persisting and he goes, okay, do your thing. And when I did it, and I don't necessarily always feel something, but that one I could just, it, it almost like a champagne cork popping out of his eye. I felt that he felt it come out of his eye and I felt it go into my hand. And about 10 minutes later, he was like, wow, my eye feels great. And, you know, and this was a guy who wouldn't necessarily poo poo it, but he wasn't necessarily believing in it. But um, he was also frustrated to that wits end and was willing. Sure. I'm open to it. I'll try it. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask you probably because this is a kind of question right on the spot. Um, we had some healers or helpers that said that Reiki is an old way of healing and that there are new modalities or new way of doing it. What What would you say to our guests who um, who are an audience who are listening to that? What What's your perspective on that, or what is your knowing on that? Um. Well, you know, yeah, I think it's probably that might be a little bit more nuanced. I mean, in for me personally, um, I'm I'm uh, Reiki trained, Reiki master for a number of years. Uh, what I what I do is evolved a little bit in the sense that it's probably not strictly orthodox Reiki. There's a few things that I've uh, that I've found that have worked and have picked up over the years, and you know, continue to in, incorporate. Um, but, you know, and I've heard that from different, uh, maybe not necessarily about Reiki, but how some way of doing things may be a little bit, um, I don't know, that there's other ways, new and improved ways, if you will, of doing stuff. And I, I guess if, if, if that's been your experience, more power to you in, but for, for me personally, I guess I view it more as, um, it, it it comes from the intent and the authenticity um, and the genuineness of, of what you're doing. Because, you know, in my opinion, you know, other people might have a different uh, narrative, if you will. But, you know, to me, it's God doing the work. 
and I'm getting out of the way. And, you know, and I don't know if he's learned anything new or otherwise or has, you know, opened up new uh, avenues and arenas of doing stuff. And that, that very well may be, may be the case. But uh, he or she um, is the one doing the work and I'm putting forth the intent and the actual mechanics from my personal opinion isn't overly important as much as the the intent and the genuineness of it. Right. Right. And that's kind of how I felt when I heard that because you know like if 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 pure consciousness pure energetic fields of consciousness is coming down through the healer whether you're reiki whether you're healing touch or whether it's you know ancient or a new modality that's exactly what it is it's just a modality it's just kind of like a utensil but if chi and prana and holy breath and and energy is being transferred on to me i don't know how you can do that wrong unless it's like you said paul it has to do with the intention and how pure of a channel you are yeah just yeah, come I mean, through from that that's that's my perspective if you know like i said you know other people will have a have a different lens and they'll they'll view it in a different way but um that's my understanding and that's the way I operate. And if it's doing it a different way works for something else, someone else, then, you know, then good for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, title of this broadcast. When you say abundance in a sea of uncertainty, why don't you let the people know how you are attracting abundance or how they can track uh, abundance in this time, because we're kind of all in a sea of uncertainty. I think yours has extended because you don't have a home to live in and a permanent address as of yet. But so how can people attract abundance? Uh, We would, from what we've discovered, and we did, you know, we had experienced some of this before we left, but it's just expansive now. Uh, But we would say, to be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and gutsy enough to go for it. And the uncertainty that's increasing, you might say, well, everything in my life is the same, uh, and it's good. Why am I, why do I just feel uncertain or fear, or why am I on edge? Well, that's that bifurcation again, that split, the, the drama and the fear is ramped up on one side, and on the other side, you know, there's love and there's um, expansiveness to become who you are, become your authentic self and move toward that. We all move to, toward that anyway, um, methodically, because that's what creator wants for us. But it's a time of we're feeling that uncertainty and an intensity of that. And so um, you need to eliminate fear, doubt, and lack. Um, or fear is there. It's innate in us. We're born with it to protect us. So I, I guess I wouldn't say eliminate. I'd say overcome um, as best you can. Keep your frequencies high. Um, and, and for us, discarding much of our stuff, our home, the 3D identity we knew, the routine of the places we went, um, you know, helped us divest from that, the 3D construct where we were to a more simple 
life. And if you can simplify your life, you will find immense abundance um, because you have more time to be present. Your thoughts don't go towards your stuff or keeping your stuff. or (laughs) I mean, it can be as simple as doing less on your calendar, just simplifying your life. And um, we talk about following the flow um, in our talk of pivoting because things will come up. We're in this complete expansive place. We don't have to be anywhere at any time. Uh, one of our one of our rules was we're not going to put a time frame on it. So, I mean, we don't know how long this is going. We're following and co-creating spirit. But in your daily lives, in your daily routine, everyday life, um, you too will have things pop up that go, oh, now I got to, I can't go to my friend's house. I have to do this. And we would say, just quickly follow the flow. We call it pivoting. Because if something comes up, you just accept it and say, oh, well, I'm not meant to go to my friends. Uh, that's good. I'll take that as a sign and I'll pivot and I'll stay home and read. Or if you have that flexibility after committing to something and it, something pop, pops up, just pivot. And, and if you quickly do that, you start to eliminate the drama associated with that. of like, well, I was going to do X, Y, and Z, and now my whole day... <laughs> Um, So it's just a matter of um, eliminating the drama in your life, simplifying your life. We do maybe one load of wash between the two of us a week. We have four articles of clothing. Um, I mean, we just have very few things. So, um, And sometimes that's not possible, but however you can simplify your life, um, stick to that, stick to the high vibe tribe. And that means if you're around people, that like the uncertainty, like the drama, or feed into it and say, well, why do you want to do that for? How can, you know, they're constantly giving you a lack or drama or steering up your anxiety. We would say limit your time with those people uh, or leave those people in your life and stick with the people who make you feel good, who support you when you take brave steps forward or, you know, who just help you raise your frequency and, and being present, being present and being out uh, however you can, turn off the television, turn off your smartphone, um, turn off, you know, just be still, go outside and look at the clouds, look at the trees, take deep breaths because nature is going to raise your frequency and nature will teach you to be present because there's so much going on, so much to look at. And you can be still, and that creates this abundance, this natural inherited abundance that's around us all the time. I mean, how many of us have been so busy in our thoughts, and somebody's talking to us, and then we stop and go, wait a minute, what did you just say? I didn't even hear what you said. Our minds are so overloaded in this high-tech, interconnected world, and it's creating lack in our body and in our frequency. It's too much in our mind. And so quiet your mind and accept yourself. If you can't, if you can move toward your authentic self, whatever your burning desires are to go back to school or, you know, uh, we just met somebody from China who got a molecular biology degree. She's a PhD and always wanted to be a writer. 
but it was dangerous mm. to do creative writing in China. China, you, it's very, very dangerous if you do creative writing. So she came here to get her degree, got her degree, and decided, I don't want to go back. I want to be a writer. And she's now published two books, and that's following your authentic self. That's not letting logic dictate, but your heart dictates. Mm-hmm. So those are those are many of the things that we would say to. But in short, be bold, brave, and and gutsy enough to go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that will bring a lot of uncertainty, but a lot, a lot of abundance. And we would say embrace the uncertainty because it it doesn't have to be fear filled. It can be adventurous um, in 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 co-creating with spirit. And what we're doing mm-hmm. now is we are visualizing um, for about two hours a day. Because if you spend time visualizing in your meditation, you are co-creating in the quantum field. In consciousness, you're, you're saying, this is what I want to bring in. This is what I want to bring in. And it brings an immense peace and um, high frequency. So you can do that if you're overstressed. Try spending a good deal amount of time visualizing what you want your path to to be or to become uh, and how you want to get out of fear, lack, doubt. Um, Visualize that for for a good deal of amount of time. Maybe it's when you go to bed at night. Maybe it's when you first wake up. But visualize that. Sit with that. And then you will draw draw that in and and co-create it. Yeah, because you're talking about vibration, vibration, vibration. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you if if you get stuck in the drama and the lack, which which we feel, the information we have received is that's ramping up. So and we yeah. feel it too. And so you have to step away from that. If you can't see a way out of a problem, then just stop thinking about it. You will all mm-hmm. you will ultimately raise your frequency just by stop thinking about it. You don't need to spend energy solving it. If you can't find a way out, just be present. Just stop your mind, be calm, and go for a walk outside. Listen to some music or meditate. Stop the, the, the rampant desire to solve it, which can turn into, you know, panic and anxiety or lack or fear. And raise your frequency, raise your frequency, raise your which by pivoting away from drama with ease, you don't need to dwell on something. Just pivot. See that as divine mm-hmm. flow. Oh, my friend canceled the lunch. I was really looking forward to it. Well, just pivot, and that allows free time for you to do something else. Or we were going to camp somewhere, and a heavy rainstorm came. All right, not supposed to go there. Um, you know, pivot with ease and follow the flow. Everything is flow. Everything you're supposed to know, you know, because you're one with God. You know, you are, there's no separation. So just trust and um, uh, allowing, 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 allowing abundance to come in versus programming disaster up ahead or dwelling on, dwelling on the bad things in your life. If you're around somebody who does that, you're going to tend to be chiming back. You're going to say, oh, I know, in my day, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, you just yeah. have a both bent, and, and that's really dangerous because 
now you're swimming in lack. Now you're in the lack pool. Um, and those are the types of vibrations you don't you don't want to let in right now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Especially right now. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah, I mean, if somebody does do that, obviously you want to be a good friend and or spouse or or and listen. But then just say, okay, I hear you, and then you know mirror back with something positive, redirect and and because how long do you think you're gonna? How long do you think you're going to do this traveling? Well, we're in the sea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would, I would think it depends on. Uh, we've just now started to reboot and, and recreate our work, and what we don't like want that to look like. And um, we're not, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, so to speak. So. We will see what that manifests and what that brings, and that might affect whether we settle down. Um, we have a few places that resonate with us, but nothing with gusto yet like we expected. So I I guess my answer would be, I don't know. How about you, Hunt? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, I mean, for the most part, like she said, we're, we're, you know, we're still in the uncertainty I would think that, you know, if I was a venture guest, I wouldn't think that it would necessarily be too much longer. However, even once we, you know, find a place to settle down, I, I still see us, you know, likelihood traveling and, and, and whatnot. So I don't think the traveling will, uh, will die off anytime soon. Um, but I think at some point we'll have, you know, we'll build our nest, so to speak, and then we'll, you know, venture out traveling from that place, you know, rather than mm-hmm. just from wherever as we've been doing. Hmm. Well, what last words would you give uh, to advice to those people perhaps who want to do something like you're doing or do something, but they're just too afraid to do it? What, what last words of advice would you give those people? Well, I would say it's important if you do go at it alone or even as a couple with us, it's good, absolutely been a necessity for me to have um, a spiritual mentor, um, a friend of mine who is, was a, she's a retired grandma type, but she was a holistic practitioner for many years and she's been there for me. Uh, I'm needing to text her um, and hope you have as well. Those things are crucial. You, you know, and I would say that to anybody wanting to do a, a spiritual practice anyway, it's very important to have a mentor because if you just, if you have, when you, when you head in, the biggest breakthroughs are right when you think you're drowning. <laughs> so I tell people like, you know, the big ahas will come right after you're struggling and kind of go, what is happening right now? And you want somebody to lift you up at those points. And I, I'm grateful that I have you, Hope, and my friend Pam. Um, and I would just say, too, that you can't go wrong if you're listening to your heart, um, that your heart is your authentic self, that that is spirit within you. And it, it, it's not any more scary than, you know, not listening to it. So um, it's, it's worth the adventure. Life is precious we only get to go around once and it goes by pretty fast dive in and spirit will be there holding your hand and um you know that i would say that and 
Um, yeah, you know, and I guess that that's what I, a couple of things I would add to that is, um, well, one of them, we kind of talked about, Jill had the quote before about being bold and brave and gutsy, you know, you, that's just sort of a mantra that if you're going to do something like this, you know, you just, you, you just need to be, I don't know how you could do it otherwise. Um, and then the other thing for me is just, is, is being flexible, you know, I mean, this was a two-year we didn't expect it to take two years for the process to go from the time that we kind of had the idea to go for it to the time that we were able to take off and 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 do it um but the the plans change circumstance change and also at least i'd spend my experience and i'm pretty sure jill would agree that um just because you visualized it to be a certain way doesn't necessarily mean the process is going to play out that way. Does it, you know, and if it doesn't play out that way, that doesn't make it bad. That just means it's different. And um, so, you know, don't hold too height tightly. I would say to, well, it's got to be this, this, and this and go, you know, this, this order and that order and just not be too rigid. Allow, you know, don't have the white knuckled fist, have the open palm of acceptance kind of a thing, you know, that'll mm-hmm. do you well. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. just trying, trying to, to start out in, in no time. And that means don't over schedule yourself. Take, take 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day where you're, you know, you turn off your phone and the television and you just sit and you quiet and you're in no time. Um, and, and being present, it's also called, uh, will help you to to listen to your heart and to find the way to do it, to find the way what that looks like for you. We don't want to be gurus to anybody. We don't want, we will never teach, here's point one, two, three, and four, exactly how to do it, because we don't feel like that's what, how we're designed. We're all intrinsically different and so it might look vastly different to you or anyone else listening to follow their authentic self. But if you be still in your present, you will, you know, we'll tell you things that will help you to, to know and to follow it, what it looks like for you. But it might, it might look very different. It might mean you don't have to travel. You just have a really good friend who lives 2,000 miles away and you miss her. And you want to go stay with her, not for a chaotic three-day weekend that you see her every year, but for a good long time, for maybe you take a month off or two months, or, or maybe somebody you love is dying and you want to be at their bedside. And how do you make that happen? But you can. You can make that happen. If you're, just, if you're present and you be still, the answers will come to you. It came to us. And it changed and evolved until we knew 100% what it would look like. And I, I fully believe if people take the time right now to be present and still and bold and brave, that they'll know. They'll know how to do it and what that looks like. And they, they can just follow that frequency. And when the fear comes in, as it's strengthening right now, um, just learn to pivot from it and dismiss it and not allow it because fear is lack and it's a lower vibration that will only expand and grow and increase if you entertain it. So don't entertain 
<laughs> you will be protected. You will be guided. You will have support. And if you don't know the next step, then just be present and wait until it comes because it will come. Thank you. Thank you. So if any of our listeners tonight have any questions or need any uh, tips in their journey or need any distant healings or clearings, how can they get a hold of you right now because you're on the road? What, what, where can they get a hold of you? Um, yes, we're in Sedona for some time now. So if folks are in this area, they certainly can see um, us in person, but we don't know how long we'll be here. Um, and the website is now up. Um, that's the good part when we come in from nature is we do have Wi-Fi and all that technical stuff. Um, and the website is modernmagi.net. And that has a little bit about us and our services that we offer, our distance healing. And then the email is jill, J-I-L-L, at modernmagi.net. If you want to ask about the healing sessions or have any other questions, um, we are open to speaking to spiritual groups. Um, And so if you have interest in that, um, you can inquire about that as well. As we're talking mostly to small groups right now, but... um, If you're somewhere that you would like us to speak, we will entertain that as well um, if you would like to get in touch with us. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Jill, because I think churches and uh, like even lions groups and things like that, that they would be really interested in the journey that you and Paul have taken. So if anybody out there knows of anyone that they're looking for a speaker um, uh, as as they go around the United States and to the next part of their journey, please contact them. We'll put all of that information of where to contact Paul and Jill Westerholm on our website as well at the Hope Interface Center. And our website here at the Hope Interface Center is www.hopeinterfacecenter.com. And we'll have that information out. Well, Paul and Jill, thank you so very much. We've come a long ways together. Yes, (laughs) Yes, Yes. we have. We thank you, thank you, thank you for all you have done to guide and teach us. And um, we were just so, so filled with gratitude, uh, uh, everything you've taught us. And we have come a long way and um, to be able to be on your show. Yeah, it's 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 been great. In fact, you and we met when I was speaking at a, a church. In fact, I was speaking at a church in Fargo, wasn't I? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, the Unitarian yeah. Church about uh, 19 years ago. Yeah, yeah. isn't that interesting? That's yep, it. yep. I met. Yep. yep. And and then you began began to help not just Paul but our children as well, which we are very 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 grateful for. Well, you guys are you guys are a brilliant bunch of light workers there upon the planet and, and flying in different directions as you listen to spirit and follow your heart and your authenticity and it's just wonderful wonderful and again rare to see a whole family do that. So I congratulate you on that. So Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, well, happy um, summer solstice, my friends, and uh, we will talk very, very soon. God bless you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are welcome. I just want to remind all of our listeners, first and foremost, this show could not go on without you, my listeners, and I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. 
This will also be archived for those of you who couldn't listen live tonight. Uh, it will be archived and saved for you in our archives. And there's a whole bunch of fantastic ta- topics that you can dive into on our program of the Pure Hope Show. And you can get that on our website again at www.hopeinterfacecenter.com. There is a wonderful guest. We It's going to be a pre-recorded show, but we are going to be um, showing it our next time on uh, July 30th. And that is going to be with Dave the Mystic. And the um, uh, name of that show is going to be Why is Earth the Roughest, Toughest Place in the Universe Right Now? Dave the Mystic, his name is Dave Barnett, is an energy medicine practitioner, healer, and intuitive with over 35 years' experience in Colorado. He has multiple technical degrees and is truly, and he really truly is, he talked at the uh, Star Gathering here at the Hope Interface Center just this last weekend. He truly is a rocket scientist, which makes him very interesting to listen to. And about the early 1980s, Dave had some turning points in his life, as we all do, that led him to a passion in discovering and developing his gifts in multiple forms of energy healing. He embarked on that path of training in many modalities and developed conceptual understanding of how the different systems work and complement each other. Dave has gifts in healing, reading the Akashic records, energy and entity clearings, changing core beliefs, karma burning, and discerning spiritual gifts. Dave continually seeks out new modalities, learns, and experiences from all practitioners across the realm and um Absolutely is a joy to have on. He also has his own radio show, um, which is called Dave the Mystic Show. So please join us next month. It'll be a glorious time because we'll be in the midst of summer. And for all of you, I wish you such a very happy, happy summer solstice. Take care until we meet again. Namaste, namaste, namaste. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.